success, being empowered for success. Praise God. The Bible tells us in the beginning, the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And God said, you see, when the Spirit of God hovered over the earth, is what it was without form, it was without void. But the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the earth, and God spoke. It says, let there be light. And there was light. Everything that God created, God created by words. Everything God made that you and I see today, aside from man, God created them by words. So when you come to church or in your life, your personal life, when God wants to change your life, I want you to look out for his word. The word of God is going to come to you. It has come to you for some of you when the first service very powerful was, Praise the Lord. God's word is coming again to you to change your life. Praise the Lord. How many of us are ready to receive the word? So I wanted to tell the Holy Spirit where you are. Lord, I am ready. Speak to me. Tell the Lord to answer your questions. I want us to pray. Everything we do here is spiritual. How many of us know that God is in this place? The Bible says where two or three are gathered, it's there right there in the midst of them. We know that God is here. And the manifest presence of the Lord is here. So tell the Holy Spirit, I'm ready to receive your words for me today. Tell the Holy Spirit, let him hear you talk to him. You have questions in your heart, tell the Lord to answer your questions. You may have looked at your life and you are wondering, I have seen in the word of God that I'm meant for success or greatness, but you have not seen it in your life. Today, tell God, answer my questions. In the name of Jesus. Spirit of God, we worship you. We bless you. Our hearts and minds are ready and are open to receive your word. Answer everyone's question today, Lord. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Can we open to our Bibles? Let's read our text, Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 3. Isaiah 45, verse 1 to 3. He said, Thus saith the Lord to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I have holding, to subdue nations before him, and I will lose the loins of kings, to open before him the two-leaved gates, and the gates shall not be shut. Verse 2, he says, I will go before thee, and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of brass, and cut in, in sunder the bars of iron. I will give thee the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places that thou mayest know that I, the Lord, which call thee by thy name, am the God of Israel. Somebody praise the Lord. How many of us know that this word has been given to you? You believe the word is for you? Praise the Lord. Now, when we talk about, I'm talking about empowered for success. What exactly is success? I have found over time that what social media tells us is success is not what success is. And what the home videos tell us is success is not what success is. Unfortunately, there are many people, many believers who are glued to their home videos at all times. You know, when you watch home video, you will see that a man left the village, went to the city. And in the shortest possible time, he returns with a big car. 
and the father starts celebrating, my son is successful. Brethren, that is not success. Home videos are meant to entertain people. They, most of them, 99% of them, don't give you the reality of what life is about. What is defined as success? Because some of you may actually be successful already where you are. And you are still waiting and thinking that there's something God needs to do for you. Meanwhile, God has done everything for you. Praise the Lord. Now, success is defined as an accomplishment of an aim or purpose. When you accomplish an aim or purpose, it's success. You want to do something. You set a target. Maybe some of you set a target for yourself from January. You wanted to open a shop. You want to start a business. And you have started. It is what? Success. Praise the Lord. That is success because you have accomplished an aim. We're talking about empower, empowered for success. Alright? Now when we talk about being empowered, what does it also mean? Being empowered means that one is given the authority or the power to do something. For instance, you want to have a business. You want to open a business outfit. That, is, that was an aim. That was a, you had something in mind, right? And then you are empowered with the resources to get it done. Then you go rent the shop and you set up your business. Do we understand what I'm saying? Now, success is so that it is not to be measured at the end of a person's life. Success in the kingdom is so that it is measured per time. We are at different stages of our lives. So if you wanted a shop or somebody else wanted a job, when you got it for you at that point, it is success. It doesn't mean that that is the end of the success in your life. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to share something that the Spirit of God has used to inspire me over time. I'm a lawyer. When I went to do my practice in the courts, I found out something. That people would come with all kinds of cases and all kinds of excuses why some things happened or why they didn't happen. And I found out that each time they made a pronouncement, the judge would say, they would say that any law contrary to the Constitution. Who is a lawyer here? Do we have any lawyer in the house? Okay, if there's any law, you know how many of us know about the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria? How many of us have heard? You have heard about it. Let me see your hand up, please. There's a, there's a book, it's called Constitution. It is a binding principle over Nigeria. Actually, it's not because of the things going on, all right? There's a rule of law. It's when you get to the law court, you will know that there's rule of law. And every person who is breaching that rule of law, God will judge them in Jesus' name. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want us to know that there's a law over this nation. It's called, a federal, it's called the Constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. If a government, federal, it's binding on every person, every citizen in this nation. If Lagos State government comes up and says that, and, and you know, for instance, the law says in section 36, every person has a right to life. Alright, now if Lagos State government comes and says, if you catch a person stealing, he does not have a right to life. The law will say it is not consistent with the constitution. Because the constitution is the supreme law of this land. How many of us are getting me? It is when you get to court, you will know that there is a law. There is a constitution in this land. Alright? So but whether you know it or not, it is existing. That constitution binds every person. And if you do anything contrary to the constitution, the, con the constitution will prevail because it is referred to as the supreme law of the land. As a child of God, 
The supreme law over your life is the word of God. Anything contrary to the word of God, it is to the extent that it's not consistent with the word of God, contrary, you do not accept it. The word of God is final authority over your life. We have been brought into a kingdom. The Bible says in Colossians 1.13, it says, For he has delivered you from the powers of darkness and has transferred you, translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. So in the realm of the spirit, you are already in the kingdom of God if you are born again. So it means that there is a law that is applicable in your life. And that law is the word of God. Praise the Lord. So every time you look at your life, you must look at when you, are, when you are defining your life. You will be wrong if you define your life from the physical circumstances of your life. The word of God tells you who you are. The word of God, that's why the Bible tells us in the book of James, James that we should, the word of God is like a mirror. And if you keep looking into that perfect law and continue in that law, you will find that you become successful in everything that you do. Praise the Lord. So when we are looking at success as God's people, it is important that we also look at it from what the word of God says. Praise the Lord. You know, we have a very interesting story. You know, that I'm going to use in this, um, although I've been permitted to use my story too. I was going to talk about Ruth. But when Reverend was introducing me, I felt I would need to talk about my story so that we understand that the word of God works and the word of God is for you. The word of God is for every one of us. You need to know where you are that God is mindful of you. And God has given you all that you ever need to succeed in your life. Praise the Lord. And I'm going to say before I continue, I'm going to say to you, you are not a failure trying to succeed. You are a successful person discovering your inheritance. You are not a sick person trying to get healed. You are the healed trying to discover your inheritance. Praise the Lord. And the word of God is going to open to you today your inheritance. Somebody shout hallelujah. And I also want to say that I'm sure there's nothing new I will say here. I'm just bringing to you the supply of the spirit. Because your reverend is a sound man. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, how many of us know about the story of Ruth? Ruth was somebody that was from Moab. A Moabite. Moabites were not God's people. But when Naomi went with her husband, went to Moab, you know, because of the famine that was, um, that hit them at that time, they all went there and suffered loss. You know, when I read that scripture, I just said, God show mercy to his children who have been caught up with this jackpot syndrome. Because some of them may just be going because everybody's going. If God didn't send you there, please don't go there. Your solution is not in America. Your solution is not in London. Your solution is not in UK. Your solution is not in Nigeria. Your solution is in the word of God. Praise the Lord. And wherever the Lord says stay, that is where you will get blessed. Praise the Lord. Alright, so Ruth was somebody who decided after they lost, after they lost their husband, Ruth, Ruth and him. Um, what's the name of this other, the other one? No, the, oh, the other sister-in-law. Opa, when they lost their husband, they, the mother-in-law Naomi decided that they should go back to their families. But Ruth decided to stay. She decided to follow God. She said, your God will be my God. Ruth had nothing. Ruth didn't know God before. But when she resolved to follow the God of Naomi, 
We know that from today, by the grace of God, we know today from that story, Ruth is part of the people from which the lineage from which Jesus came. But the other one is brought away from a lineage that Goliath came. Praise the Lord. So when you have made up your mind to follow God, you are in the right path. And God has not called you to punish you. People think that Christianity is so that when you become a Christian, you suffer. It's a lie. It is ignorance that has made people believe that for a long time. But I know that you have been liberated because you know the truth. The Bible says you shall know the truth. And the truth you know shall what? Make you free. Praise the Lord. Now I'm going to start by telling us that there are factors that we'll look at when we talk about the word of God. Looking at the word of God for our success. What does the word of God say? You know, I realize that when a person gets born again, the Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 2. 1 Peter 2 verse 2, it says, as newborn babes, it says, desire the sincere milk of the world. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the world that ye may grow thereby. You know, when you got born again, your body did not change. Alright, is that correct? Your name did not change unless you decided to change your name. Your complexion did not change. When you got born again, your mind also did not change. What was cre created in you was your spirit. But you see that with your mind, your mind is the doorway to your spirit. But with your mind also, you still make contact with your body that contacts the physical world. So that's why the Bible, the first thing you need to do to discover your inheritance in Christ, to discover that you have been empowered for success is to apply yourself to the word of God. If you want to know what you have in Christ, if you want to know the life you have been brought into, you must focus on the word of God. Everything God will ever do for you, when the Holy Ghost is ministering to you, he will minister to you in line with the word of God. Praise the Lord. So in this year, this beautiful year that God has brought us into, you have to be determined to focus on the word. Because the word of God is we transform your mind. By the word, your mind will be renewed. I want us to read Romans chapter 12 and verse 2. Romans 12, 2. It says, And be not conformed to this word, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It says, be not conformed to this word. The New Living Translation says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this word. When you receive such instruction, it's telling you that in your life, you don't have to go the way of the world. You don't have to do things because the world says so. When you give yourself to the word of God, it will transform your mind. Your mind needs to be renewed constantly by the world. Because when your mind is renewed, it's going to become easy for you. All the deposit that God has already put in your spirit, it's going to be easy for them to come out. Brethren, most problem that Christians have is not demons. There's such a thing as strongholds. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the world, pulling down of strongholds. Where are strongholds located? It's on the minds of people. When somebody comes to say there's no God, there's a stronghold on his mind. When somebody says they're addicted, they have any kind of addiction, it's a stronghold. If they're addicted to anything that is immoral, it's a stronghold. Praise the Lord. And if you can deal with that stronghold, you will find that you were free all along. Praise the Lord. 
So the Bible says you should not copy the behavior and the customs of this world. It says, but by the word, you transform your mind. You renew your mind. Your mind, when you give yourself to the word of God, the word of God is going to begin to renew your mind. Now, what does the word of God say to you about success? I want us to read Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Acts 20, 32. Praise the Lord. Acts 20, 22. 20, 32, rather. It says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. There is an inheritance for you in Christ. There is an inheritance for you in Christ. That inheritance can only be found where? In the word of God. How many of us have been exposed to, you know, fighting, people fighting for a will? You know, like when a man is alive, the man has properties and he wills it to his, he writes a will, all right, for his children. And then when he dies, that will, do you know that if a child is not aware, if a son is not aware, let me use the word son or a daughter, if they are not aware there's a will for them that has willed that inheritance to them, or you know some men that can, some men or women, men and women, they can hide things. Eh? Some, some will have money in accounts that the, the family may not even be aware of, but they would have revealed those information in the will. That will becomes comes in force after the person passes. Do we understand? Now, when, imagine that a house was willed to you. Your name was written on that will. But the will is not with you. And you are not, um, or even if the will is with you, but somebody else comes. You know, like we have in Africa, in Nigeria, you will now see that the man's family members will come and take over the property. What will you do? What will you do? You go to court. You go to court, when you go to court, to enforce your right. Showing that this is my property. It was will to me. Brethren, this is why many believers are failing. Because the word of God has given you a will for your life. But when the enemy is challenging your life, is challenging your finances, you start crying, I don't know what to do. If you don't know what to do, the enemy will sit down there. But you have to know what to do today. Praise the Lord. You have a supreme court. Jesus is the judge of all. The Bible says the throne of God is established upon righteousness and justice. You must know how to use the word to argue your case. Brethren, God watches over his word to perform. The Bible says heaven and earth shall pass away. One jot of his word will never what? Pass away. And the Bible tells us that the word of God is settled forever in heaven. Right now, even though we know we are citizens of heaven, are you living in heaven? Who will settle the word of God on the earth for you? Praise the Lord. I'm trying to let us know the importance of the word in your life. God's word is important. But if you don't even open the word, and you are not paying attention to the word, how will you even know you have an inheritance in the word? How will you know? So God is calling you right now to pay attention to my word. Come and begin to pay attention to the word of God. Nobody will say they don't have time. Every living person has 24 hours. Nobody has more than 24 hours. So you have to tell yourself, if others are doing it, I can do it. It doesn't matter how busy you are. You see, God is gracious and God is kind. He will, if you are willing, you will find a way to do it. Pay attention to the word. Because in the word, you will find the inheritance that has been given to you in Christ. Praise the Lord. The Bible says... In the book of Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. 
It says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all the things, all these things shall be added to you. There are many things that people are pursuing. There are many things people are pursuing money. See, when they wake up every day, they run to their businesses. It's not wrong to run to your businesses. You have to do business or you have to get a job. God does not, the Bible doesn't say encourage people who are lazy. And it doesn't say that God is going to bless a lazy person. All right? But you need to know that your source is God. All right? You need to know that your success is in the world. You need to know that there's success already in your spirit. So when you are giving attention to the word of God, you are pursuing the kingdom. When you give attention to what God's word says, you are pursuing the kingdom. When you appropriate the word of God in your life, it's a way to pursue the kingdom. Do not neglect the word and begin to pursue just money. Because nothing is going to end up, you see, it was Solomon with all his wealth that says, vanity upon vanity. Praise the Lord. So when you pay attention to the word of God, you will find that in God, you begin to find yourself. Because God is, not, God is most interested in your lives being changed, in your mind being changed, than in the things that you want to have. Praise the Lord Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, I want us to read it. If you're born again here, let me see your hand up. You're born again. If you are born again, let me see your hand up. Praise the Lord. Now, let's read Galatians 3, 29. So you will know that this is talking about you. It says... If you are Christ, he said, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Praise the Lord. God said to Abraham, he said, in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So if you are born again today, that blessing of Abraham is yours. Praise the Lord. The blessing of Abraham is yours. Abraham was very rich in all things. Because you have come to Christ today, God has made you rich. Praise the Lord. The New Living Translation says, And now that you belong to Christ, you are true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you today. God's promise to Abraham belongs to me. Can somebody say that out loud? Now because of that, you have full access to the vast treasures and resources in the earth. Every blessing on this earth, both tapped and untapped, you and I have access to them. Because everything belongs to God. And we belong to God. Praise the Lord. Now I want us to see 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 21. First Corinthians 3 21. It says, I'm just going to read the ending part. It says, for all things are yours. Praise the Lord. It says all things are yours. Those things that you want to see. The Bible says they are already yours. The miracles you want to see, God says they are already yours. The marriage, successful marriage you want to see, God says they are already yours. For you to prosper and to become great in your life, God says it's already yours. Nobody is receiving it. Praise the Lord. The Bible says they are yours already. It says they are yours already. Those things that you have as desires in your hand, the Bible says they are yours already. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be rich. When you, on, when you open the word of God for yourself, you will see that these scriptures are talking to you. They are describing who you are. Jesus was rich. The Bible says, For your sake he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. God did not call you to poverty. 
God did not call you to be a failure. No, it's not possible. If you are born of God, the Bible says, for whatsoever is born of God, overcoming the world, God cannot fail, then you cannot fail. Because the gene, the, the, the DNA of God is your DNA. The DNA of God runs inside of you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, I have a story I'm going to share. When I was coming out of the law school, when I finished my exam, I was very ill. I was very ill. The Lord spoke to me. That was when the Lord spoke to me. Those were, he said to me, anything contrary to my word that you see around you, say, don't ever accept it. So it was very difficult for me not to accept that I was ill. Any contrary reports, I used to vibrate like something entered my bones. I was always shaking. I'll be cold and covering myself up with blankets, even though my daughter, there was a night my daughter said, ah, mommy, I'm hot. Please, I, will, I closed up all the windows, but I still covered myself. I was shaking. I, God told me, stay in my word. All I did was to stay in his word. I did that because God instructed me. It doesn't mean that when somebody is sick, you can't go to the hospital. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I stayed in the word of God until that hold left me. I realized later that I had a roommate who was a witch, all right? And that I was told that because we didn't have light in law school, so we used to toast bread at night to eat in the morning because law school, eh? The way they say people run mad, I experienced some things and I said, this is why people go mad. They make people read like crazy people. So there's no time to go and look for food, just anything you find, all right? So we bought these things together and she would prepare it at night because she used to sleep very late. I would sleep at nine. She would sleep at 12, but they would turn off the gem by 12, so she would toast that bread. And then I was the one that bought the bread, so I would eat my bread. I later learned that she was depositing things into that food. And that was what affected me. But what delivered me was the word of God. Because I saw in the word that no weapon fashioned against me was permitted to prosper. Yes, yeah, so when my body shook, I stood in the word. I looked myself in the mirror, declared I cannot be sick. I refused to acknowledge the symptoms. I refused to acknowledge the signs that I, was, that, that I was seeing at that time. Until the word of God prevailed. Praise the Lord. God's word will prevail over your life. In the name of Jesus. In this year that you are celebrating... You're the greatness of God in your life. You're going to see God's greatness in your life move you. And as you begin to see, you will move from one level of glory to another. Your life cannot be, you cannot be the same. The Bible says the path of the joy shine brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. That is talking about you. It doesn't matter what your background is. Once you came to Christ, God gave you a new identity. Glory be to God. You may not have had a rich father. You may not have had an inheritance from your father. But in Christ, you have an inheritance. Somebody shout hallelujah. You have an inheritance. It is your right. It is your inheritance to be successful. It is your inheritance to be great. When you say I am great, it's not because you have seen it in your physical life. It's because you agree with the word of God. And when you begin to make those declarations, you will see your life going in the direction of greatness. Somebody shout hallelujah. Some of you may look at, you know, when a time in my life I will look at some, you know, our fathers in the Lord. When they say the word of God is working, I say it's because it's them, it's working for them. I felt it was because God was doing those things because it was them. Because they were special. 
you know, men of God that wear suit like this. Praise the Lord. You know, when I started out singing ministry, I was very small like that sister. So when she was singing, I was just smiling. Can I remember when I used to jump? <laughs> Praise the Lord. The Lord bless you, choir. God bless you. You know, I remember when I used to jump like that, feeling like I was, I was very small, but I was married. So there were people who used to receive me in the choir. And they'll say, I'm receiving that sister. I say, who? This one that is a mother of two. Praise the Lord. Now, but life happened. Some things happened. And then my first husband passed on to glory. Now, when he passed on, because he, he took ill for a long time, everything he had went down the drain. All right? Now, what was left, my in-laws at that time, everybody was interested in what was left. So what was left was shared. But I had three children to take care of. And I wasn't working because I wanted him to be a full-time housewife. But eventually, I went and I got a job. Before I got a job, I did all kinds of businesses. Brethren, I'm going to say this to you. God is your source. It doesn't matter where you're from. When my first husband died, I was shaking like this. It was as if they shook me. Nothing was left. We lived in a rented apartment. Three children to pay school fees for. But what God taught me is what I will share with some of you today. So when you look at your life, you won't say, um, I don't have anything. You may not have anything, but if you have God, you have everything. Praise the Lord. A friend of mine, whose husband will send her money from overseas to take care of the children. There was a day that God told me something. He said, do you know why women feel battered when their husbands die? Because they depended on the man. They saw their husband as their source. God never intended that to happen. God never intended for men to be your source, whether your husband or your brother or anything. God is our source. But when you focus your eyes on God to be your source, he can bless you through your husband. But your husband is not your source. Your father is not your source. So never say you have nothing and you have no one. Because I went through from nothing to be made to become something by the same word of God. The word of God that I'm delivering to you today, it will produce for you the results you are looking for. In the name of Jesus. There was nothing about my life apart from the fact that I had God and I had the children. And I lived and God taught me, say, live your life one day at a time. And I followed the instruction of the spirit. I love what your pastor was teaching earlier. Because that was how God led me. Go and get this done. There was a time my friend, my friends and I bought a, a piece of, um, an acre of land. You know, I was just worshiping one day. The Lord said to me, go, it was cheap at that time. Go and sell your portion and buy shares. I told my friends who were Christians and they said, no, how can God tell you to buy shares? Sell your land. That um, land is more, is, is a better investment than shares. I said, the Holy Spirit said, I should go and sell. So I sold. And then I invested in shares. And then <laughs> they took the land from them. They fought. They fought. They gave them another land. And they invested money in building. They said it was because it was still bare land. That was why they took it over. And then they invested money building. You know, doing it was a um, waterlogged area. So after she invested so much to, to, to make the raft, you know, the German floor, she just came one day to see what, and she saw they had dug it up. They said it was a government acquired land. The family had no right eventually she lost out completely and that was because you know when God brings you a word it's either sometimes he will tell you directly which is the best thing and other times you can hear it from your, from your man of God you can hear it from your pastor you can hear it 
you know, when you hear those words, don't despise them. Just pay attention and ask the Lord what he might be saying to you. Praise the Lord. Because yes, it is true that in the word, everything you ever need has been given to you. The Bible says that if you be Christ, you are Abraham's seed. And heirs according to the promise. You are not permitted to suffer. You are not permitted to beg. The psalmist said, he said, now I am, now I am old. He said, from when I was young, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor is it begging bread. The truth is this, you have been made great. You may not have been born great physically into a great family by your parents, but when you come, came to Christ, you were born into greatness. When you came to Christ, you were born into success. When you came to Christ, you were brought into riches. When you came to Christ, you were brought into wealth and glory. If you are begging, it's because you know not. It's because you do not understand. The Bible says in Hosea 4, 6, it said, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge has killed many Christians more than devils. He said, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I also reject you. You don't reject knowledge. You don't forsake knowledge. The knowledge of God's word is coming to you here again today. That greatness is in your spirit. You are not claiming it. You claim what is not yours. If you are claiming a bag, claim that bag. It's because it's not your own. It is your inheritance in Christ. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For though he was rich, he said, yet for your sake, he became poor. That you, call yourself by name, that I, through his poverty, might be rich. Praise the Lord. Now when you have discovered in the word of God, that riches are for you today. Health is for you today. Greatness is for you today. Success is for you today. How do you bring it to reality in your life? You go to what we call meditation 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 several years ago i was in the redeemed christian church of god and then during the hundred days fast we fasted and we would go to a place in my office and pray after one hour of intense prayer people are sweating like this once they came out of that hall and somebody said sister how are you say ah things are difficult to ah now why you see how things are in nigeria one day the lord said to me you cannot come and he said god told me gave me a description Many believers are tying the hands of God by their profession. By the things you say. Do you understand? So you cannot be telling, you believe God that you are wealthy. And you are making declaration based on your bank account. You are wrong. You believe God that you are a success. You are making declaration based on what Nigeria is saying. You are wrong. Because the word of God is for you. The Bible says you have been delivered from the powers of darkness. Remember that Satan has been described as the God of this world. But he's not the God over your life. Jesus is the Lord over your life. And you have a law given to you. The word of God. He says to Joshua. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 8. He says, And this book of the law shall not depart out of where? But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous. And then thou shalt have what? Good success. He said, this book of the law, it shall not depart out of your mouth. You have seen in the word of God that Jesus became poor for your sake. It should not depart out of your mouth. You wake up in the morning, you thank the Lord. 
You give him praise and declare. He became poor that I through his poverty might be rich. Riches is for me today. Success is for me today. It doesn't matter what I see. That's why the Bible tells us that when men shall say there's a casting down, that you shall say what? Praise the Lord. You know, the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter, I think Hebrews talking about the angel. It said, are they not all ministering spirit? Send forth to minister to those who shall be what? Heads of salvation. Are they not all ministering spirits? You see, when you declare the word of God, you activate the angels. The Bible says in Psalm 3 verse 20, it says, bless the Lord his angels that excel in strength, that heed his commandment, hearkening to the voice of the Lord. Several years ago, God showed me an angel. I was going through a lot of tests and trials. The enemy was charging at me with everything, but God kept me. So one night, I finished praying, and I had a revelation. I saw myself on this beam that was bigger than the biggest building I've ever seen. And it just carried me. I was so tiny on the shoulder. And it was moving with the strength of a horse. All I had was to do, to do. It was moving. You know, going across gullies, going across ocean, it was carrying me. Those were the trials that the enemy brought my way. But because God kept me in declaring the word, the angels were activated. When you declare the word of God over your life, you will see the angels activating it for you. Angels are real, brethren. The Bible says that they're not a ministry spirit sent forth to minister for you. If you are not releasing the word, you are tying down your angels. And you put your, you see, don't live like you don't have God in you. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. It doesn't matter what the enemies come at you to charge at you. Maintain your confession. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Declare that you can never be defeated. And as long as you make those declarations, the angels will activate for you. And the Bible says, God watches over what his word to perform. When you meditate, this is what meditation is about. You read the word of God and you begin to say them to yourself. Day and night, you say them to yourself. This, by this meditation, that is how your mind is renewed. So if you were thinking before that you were a failure, you will see that by meditation, as you keep declaring, you begin to say, no, I'm not a failure anymore. I'm a success. See, it's not like somebody's telling you. you are, it's not fake. You will just know. There will just be knowing. I know I'm a success. Praise the Lord. Now, let me give an example. Some years ago, I was trusting God to do some kind of investment. And then I needed half a million. My money was not enough. I needed half a million extra. And then I was praying. I said to God, Lord, I mean, I need half a million. What do I do? And the Lord told me to talk to my brother. That my brother is Akagom. He doesn't give money. Medical, you know, he's a surgeon in one of these countries abroad. He has a lot of money. So I called him and I told him. He said, okay, I've heard. And no response. One week, two weeks, one month, no response. And I left it. So one day I was praying. And then I saw Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3. Can we open to that scripture? Ephesians 1, 3. I was praying and fasting for a program. I wasn't praying concerning money. But when I saw that scripture that day, lights came. Because before then, I had been making declaration of that scripture. It says, Ephesians 1, 3. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. When that scripture came, 
It just dawned on me. I said, I'm blessed. Ah, but I'm blessed. I was talking to myself. I kept declaring it. I said, no, I'm blessed. You know, of course, I didn't know as much as I know now. I said, I'm blessed. So, each time I spoke those words, I said, I'm blessed. So, why, are this, why is this not working? Why haven't I gotten this? I'm Brethren, as I make those declarations, the next thing was that my brother called me a few days later and sent me the money. Praise the Lord. And sent me, we are, we are a large family. Sent me money and said, give this person 50. Give this one 100. Give this one 50. Give that one 50. You take 500. You have to be a miracle. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Now, because that consciousness came and as I make those declarations, he broke something and something was released. That is what God is going to do for you. You must meditate on the word of God. Brethren, do not copy the behavior of the world. And for you, dear sisters, you are blessed people. You know, I was thinking about my son when I was, before I came up. If I tell my son, let me check my balloon for something, you know what he does? He will bring the bag to me and say, please, check it yourself. I don't know where to check. <laughs> I just realized that we are very special. You know, that's why we can multitask. We can do so many things at the same time. Brethren, I'm talking to the women right now. You are not disadvantaged. Never see yourself as such. You are not disadvantaged. When God could make them priests and kings, you were in the picture. If it was only you, I have said it that if it was, I was the only person, Jesus would have still died for me. You were precious and you are still precious in the sight of God, in the hand of God. Let, do not allow society to dictate to you. When I was widowed, society wanted to dictate to me what widowhood was. I refused. Praise the Lord. The first time I saw a um, gold necklace, okay, I had someone that was stolen and decided to buy. It was cheap at that time, it was just 15,000. And I felt, I said, okay, they stole everything I had. Let me buy one. I bought one. I became the talk of the town in my church. They say her husband died. She's wearing gold. Somebody called me and advised me, don't wear gold, though. You're your husband. I said, okay. I made up my mind by the grace of God, I would never beg. Brethren, I never begged. People can call it pride because I saw in the world, I said, if it is true that God is the husband of widows, if it is true that the, the psalmist said he had never seen the righteous forsaken, no, he said, beg bread, I would never beg. And I never begged. It doesn't matter what people around you are saying. Brethren, carry yourself with dignity. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That spirit of God in you is what you need. That's all that you need to succeed in life. That's all that you need to manifest the greatness that is already inside of you. Can God fail? If God cannot fail, then you cannot fail. For whatsoever is born of God does what? Overcomes the world. So if you are born of God, you have overcome the world and its system. You can't, Nigeria cannot determine how far you go. The word of God determines how far you go. Greater is he that is in you. You have to be conscious of these words. You have to declare them day and night. You may not even understand it fully. Brethren, don't let it leave your mouth. You declare them day and night. Greater is he that is in me. I can never be disadvantaged. I can never beg. I am a success. Blessed be God. Glory to God. I am born to win. I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. You know, when you hear the word, you have to rejoice. This Bible says, with joy shall you draw water out of the wells of salvation. You may not have seen it, but you see, if you keep declaring it, not long, you will, after a while, you will begin to see it. When I say see it, you see, this consciousness I'm talking about is a reality. 
One of our friends, our family friends, he had nothing when he got married to his precious wife. The precious wife at that time, they were, all, they were both graduates. The wife had proposals from men who already had brand new cars in the 80s, who already drove brand new cars, who were established people. He had nothing. He hadn't a job. He had no money. He was cutting with someone. So God showed him that this woman is your wife. He said, ah, he <laughs> can't meet her. How will he tell her? Somebody that was courting with another person. But you know, God's gracious mercy visited the woman. When she was going to make up her mind to marry one of those guys, she prayed and God told her that, no, that man there is your husband. So she left. She came from a well-to-do family. She approached. She went to look for him and found him and said, God said, you are my husband. And I came to ask you, if you will marry me, Tell me, if you will not marry me, let me go and marry the person asking me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, he told, I looked at her and said, I may be squatting today, but I'm going somewhere. I know that my life is bright. My future is bright. I know that I'm going somewhere. I'm a success. I may not look like where I'm going, but this is who I am. I'm a success. He told her, he married her with words. Praise the Lord. And by the grace of God, money came for them. They got you know, they got married. And this man began with his declaration. Children came. Of course, each of those times, they took it one day at a time. All right? They didn't go to live in big houses because he had faith. That would not be wise. Praise the Lord. And then as the time went on, the Lord led him to begin to write to the president of Nigeria at that time. He wrote the first letter. He wrote the second letter. There were issues in Nigeria that he had, he had solution to solve. You see, because of his declaration, God gave him ideas. Hallelujah. And he began to write. Then one day, the president decided to just, you know, relax somewhere. He relaxed and just saw a letter among many letters. Opened, he read it and said, ah, ah, how come nobody ever brought this letter to me? And they called him. So he said the first night, when they called him to sleep in, um, come to Abuja, when they lost him in Hilton, he said he didn't sleep. <laughs> he said the, the, the thing he saw in that hotel, he could not sleep. That was how they engaged him. And God changed his life. God is here to change your life. You have stayed where you are for too long. It is time for you to get up and know what the word of God says concerning you. It is time for you to begin to meditate on the world. It doesn't matter where you are located. Don't speak and don't copy the behavior of the world. They say they are dying. That's not your portion. You must speak the word of life. I cannot die. I live to declare the words of God in the land of the living. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter. People say there's cast crown. Hey, people are hungry. You have to declare what you want to see. I can never be hungry. You have to make those declarations. Money meets money in my hands. Praise the Lord. I've been declaring it. And I declared it to the extent that a, a, an aboki bashed my car. And when it was going to, you know, when that bash happened, I was just thinking of what to do. They said, okay, let's just give you money. I didn't ask for it. And I was going to say, I don't think, when I saw the cash, I said, please give me. Praise the Lord. <laughs> the people that came to, you know, to help with the car and the situation, they were just talking, How, you know, who was driving? They are going, you know, they were going to Zamfara. When the man saw cash, he left every discord and said, please, can I have 10,000 out of that money? Praise the Lord. I want us to know that when you stay with the word of God, the word of God will cause things to locate you. Praise the Lord. You know, over the years, I've heard people who say, Ozubo, Zubo, God. Who, who is an Igbo person here? 
You know, people do Zibozibo God. Though. They want Zibozibo God should do it now, now. See, we don't, God doesn't serve us. We serve God. You have to know that God is sovereign. God is supreme. So we have to know that we have to operate with God on his terms. God will not come to you on your terms. Do we understand? If the word of God has been given to you to live by, then you have to follow the word of God. The Bible says you meditate. It says you will make your way prosperous. And that way you shall have good success. Praise the Lord. I know that one meeting is not going to be enough for us to talk about everything. So I'm going to make it as fast as possible. Praise the Lord. Then the next thing that you need to succeed spiritually in this life is prayer. You see, I've seen people who say they, life, they love to dance. Dancing is good. Praise is good. You know? But when you call for prayer, you know when you say you are doing praise nights, people come. After they have danced and, you know, sang and danced, when you start praying, some of them were dancing, they will start sleeping. Then when you get called for pray, um, praise again, they will get up and they will dance. Praise the Lord. Uh, it's the devil that is shortchanging you. You see prayer. You know what prayer does? God has given man. The Bible says he gave the earth to the sons of men. God has given this earth to the sons of men. It is by your prayer you invite God into your affairs. If you don't engage in prayer... If you don't engage in heartfelt prayer, there are many things that will not go. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. When you say you are trusting God, like I talked about my brother, one of the other things that I did was, when I wanted to pray, I saw that the Holy Ghost led me to begin to break down forces of limitation. I broke down forces of limitation. I saw myself commanded the devil's hand up my finances. Yes, I prayed those prayers. I stopped myself and I said, I'm not praying for money. I'm preparing for a program. You know? But when I wanted to pray, it, when I started praying again, the Holy Ghost led me in that direction. I began to break down the hands. So before that money was released, some demons were taken care of. God is not the one standing against you. God is not the one standing against your success. The people who have refused to release your money, it's not because of them. It's, they are not the ones. There are forces that you must deal with. And you must engage in prayer. You know the generator powers light. I don't know if we're on Nepal or on Jen now. Generator powers light. Alright? So if you need light and you have generator, what do you do? You put it on. But the light from that generator was always there before you turned it on. Do we understand? So until you turn it on, you don't see light. It doesn't generate light for you. There's power at work in you. It is when you begin to pray that you turn on that power. It is when you begin to pray, engage in prayer, that you turn on and generate the power that's already inside of you. So when you engage in prayer, there are things that must shift. You bring God on the scene of your life. By prayer, you bring God on the scene of your life. Brethren, there are things that cannot happen to a man that prays. I am telling you. There are things that will not happen. There are things happening for some of you here today. They will not happen if only you engage in prayer. You know, there are many believers who wait for things to happen before they start praying. Emergency prayers don't work. Brethren, emergency prayers don't work. If you have a need right now, you have a one millionaire need. And they say, go and bring this money. And you go to your bank. What will they give you? Is it not what is there? If you have not saved up money there, what will they give you? You will not find yourself going around and looking for the money. 
It's the same with prayer. Store up prayer. Prayer is not always asking. Somebody told me in the church I went to minister. I said, if I, it was a youth meeting, so we had a discussion. He said, if all my needs are met, what am I going to be asking for? I, I told her, I said, that's why you have to pray in tongues. Prayer is not, Lord, give me bread and give me butter. Prayer is when you know how to fellowship with God. You wake up in the morning, you know, as you bless the Holy Spirit, as your reverend said earlier, and you begin. Now speak in tongues where you are seated. There's a power that generates inside you. I want you to speak in tongues right where you are right now. If you can speak in other tongues, speak it. Lift your hands and begin to speak in other tongues. Reko bosco bragadesh capande, embregadesco pe, berianta, embracuga baba, eschapate katamba rakatoska. Some things that change when you pray, things that change when you pray, things cannot remain the same. They may not happen immediately for you physically, but they are happening in the realm of the spirit. The Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh unto God and not unto men. Borraka pasco pate, lebrekete salakata. Oh, we give you glory in Jesus' name. Honestly, it is interesting. It is sweet. Time of fellowship with the Lord. You don't step out of your house in the morning without taking charge in prayer. The Bible talks about the arrows that fly by day. The destruction are wasted at noonday. There are arrows by night. There are arrows by day. You don't get up in the morning and just walk into the day. Do you know that the people who are evil, they take their lives more seriously than many believers. They wake up and they make incantations. What is the programming for your life? What programming do you give into your day when you wake up in the morning? Life is spiritual. You must give to prayer. For the success you want to see, the person standing against you is Satan, the God of this world. But by prayer... You dismantle his hold over your life. Praise the Lord. There was a woman, of, a woman several years ago in my former church. She used to give birth. And then at, on a certain day, a few days later, a goat would come by her window and start bleating. And after the goat stops, the baby will start convulsing and die. The first baby died. Second baby died. Third baby died. Same thing. That way, same thing. And then she came to church. She got born again. They began to teach her about the power of God. And then she got pregnant again by the grace of God and gave birth. And on that same day, the goat came and began to bleed. When the baby started convulsing, she looked at that child and said, never again. And said, in the name of Jesus, she began to break the hold of the devil. That was the last of that occurrence in her life. There are things happening around you. All you need to do is to wake up and pray. There are too many lazy Christians today. That's why they are trusting us. Impossible. Come and pray for me. You know, I heard a priest in the east who said, they will say, Pastor, please put me in, the, in your prayer. Priest, Father, put me in your prayer. It's every day if you say, put me, put me. Are you salt? Praise the Lord. <laughs> Get up and pray. There's a generation of power that you, that you vent when you pray. There's power inside you. Acts chapter 1 verse 8. It says, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power. That power is talking about dynamis. It's a dynamic ability to change things. Brethren, you can change things. Never look down on yourself. If God Almighty lives in you by His Spirit, 
that why would you look down on yourself? He says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why would you look down on yourself? Ruth had nothing, but God raised her. You may have nothing, but I tell you, you are better than Ruth today. Because Ruth, in the book of Ruth, Ruth did not have the Holy Ghost living in her. But that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, he dwells in you today. The spirit of God is the power of God. It's at work in you. You cannot fail. If you fail, it's your fault. It's not the fault of demons. It's not the fault of God. If you allow yourself to fail, it's your fault. It is only because you have refused to stay with knowledge. But when God brings you his word, it's because he's bringing a shift into your life. God is bringing a shift into your life. God is bringing a shift into this assembly. God is bringing a shift. The question is, are you ready? You know, well, before I talked about prayer, I talked about meditation. The reason it's important to first know what the word of God says and meditate on it before you pray is because John chapter 15 and verse 7, there's something Jesus said there. John 15 verse 7. He says, if ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and what it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, the words of Jesus are there in your hands. So the prayer you are praying, what is the authority you have? When you go to the Lord to say, I want to see this in my life, what is this word that you have received in your spirit? 2 years ago, the Lord told me myself and my family should begin to pray. October 1st precisely. They said, start calling for prayer. And then we fixed up Zoom, um, you know, recurring meetings. I began to pray every week. Every week we prayed. There was not, we were just praying. Praying tongues, pray concerning our family, pray. Because the Lord was specific, pray concerning your family. We began to pray. Then, few months into the next year, two people in our family had surgeries. Before the first surgery, it was supposed to kill that person because there, was, there were complications. But by the grace of God and the mercy of God, it was discovered early and then she went for the surgery. Then the second person had a crisis a few months later, six months after the first surgery. You know, after the first person underwent the surgery. The second person had a crisis and then they went for tests and they said she had cancer of the uterus or something. One, there was one name they called it. Stage 3. And they, when I saw, I didn't see the results until after two months. So when I saw the results, I said, wow, what's this? And I remembered, God told us to begin to pray. But after the first person had the surgery, we actually stopped praying. We then figured out, oh, this must be why God told us to pray then. Because something was coming. But then again, I went to the Lord in prayer. I began to table the word. I spoke the word. Brethren, I know my sisters prayed. I know the person who was involved prayed. Her husband prayed. But I'm telling you that when I went before the Lord, after I declared what the scripture has said, I said, this one, you will have to do it. I don't know what you're, I said, you are God, you are the how. They say cancer stage three. By the grace of God, okay, they said, we'll go for surgery. She went for the surgery. 
and the doctor was advising her after the surgery, you go for chemo or you go for this other one, whatever. They were just talking to make her feel okay. But I said to God one day, the Holy Spirit prompted my heart and I said to the Lord, if you heal her now, we're asking for healing. If you heal her now, and then the result comes out that there's cancer, that they will still subject her to all of those things that those people go through. So we are asking for a miracle. I use the word. I stand on the word. You are God and you are a good God. The Bible says, the Bible, you know, I can't begin to relate everything that I said to God that night. When I finished praying that night, the, that's, the burden to pray left. It stopped. I couldn't pray about it again. And I was wondering, why can't I pray? But I couldn't pray because the thundering was much. That was what I felt. There was, a, there was something that came out that night. And to the glory of God, when she went and they went to take the specimen for test, they came back and saw no cancer. Praise the Lord. You know, there are miracles God will do for you. It will not look like the first report was a lie. But she saw not one doctor. It wasn't one doctor she saw. So when they told one other doctor that, ah, they've taken that result for test too, there's nothing. He said, ah, no, no, no. They have to, I said, sir, somebody who has the three cancer, will the person be well? He said, no. I said, she's walking. She's alive, alive. She's okay. She's going back and forth. Brethren, prayer works. Don't sleep your night away. The Reverend told you earlier about the Holy Spirit. There are times that things are coming to you. The Holy Ghost is prompting you to pray. Don't say you can't pray. You say you can't pray because you are thinking about how you feel. We don't get all. I have gotten out to pray for 12 hours. But when I went to pray, I was walking like I needed somebody to carry me. There was no strength in me. It's not about your strength. Once you are willing, you get up. The Holy Ghost takes over you. If you do not pray, nobody can pray for you like you will pray for yourself. There are people who say their parents pray for them. It's true. We pray for our children. But when you come of age, when you become an adult, God wants you to get up and take on the responsibility of prayer. Success is for you. For some of you that came from same families with certain kind of battles, it may not come easy. But the greater one lives inside of you. You always win. You always win. You Listen, the script, the word of God is like the script. You know when you're watching drama, when you're watching home video or a movie, if you have watched it before and you are with somebody who has not watched it, no matter the suspense, you know the ending. Do we understand? Do you understand? You know the end of the movie. So when somebody else is doing like this, ah, what's going to happen? You'll probably be laughing at, I know how it will end. And have you ever seen an actor that died in a movie? As, have you ever seen actor, the main actors dying in a movie? You are the actor in your own matter. You can't die. Praise the Lord. But God wants you to wake up. Praise the Lord. So after you have done this all, after you have taken the word of God, you have engaged in meditation, you have prayed, and you are praying. Of course, you still take it in the word of God. Then you have to back it up by your action. The Bible says, for it says faith without works is what? There are people, one of my friends told me that one of our family members believes God he will, he will own a plane one day. But he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he wakes up in the morning, sleeps, wakes up, sleeps, you know, just like that. I said, I'm going to have a plane. I'm going to own a plane. So she looked at him and she said, who is preaching to you? <laughs> Praise the Lord. 
You must know that you have to legitimately have something you're doing. God needs to have something with which he can bless you. Before I became a lawyer, I couldn't ask God for sort of some money. But when I became a lawyer, I mean that I know that I can sign some kind of contract now, overnight, eh? Ah, I said, Father, give me, say, I can pray it now because I have a platform that God can bless me with. You need to have something that God can bless you with. And brethren, when you begin that thing, or you're already in that thing, that's not where it ends. You see, you see, you can, you can occupy a whole, a whole large espace of land with your business. If you keep meditating, you see, everything that you're going to do is going to involve the Holy Spirit. When you keep meditating on the world, speaking the world, you can have a chaos today. Or maybe your business is even on the table. You're going to move from there to a chaos. You move from there to a store. You move from there to a mall. Expansion is already in, in uh, is part of the package that you have in salvation. From where you are, expansion is part of the package you have in salvation. So when you look at your business, you speak over your business. You know, you, you are your business. Do you understand? When you are speaking over yourself, when once the prosperity enters you, whatever you touch will be blessed. So please don't say that this person sells gold. They have more money. I'm selling pure water. I don't have money. It's not in the gold. It's not in the commodity. It's in who is doing what. The Bible says you are of God. God said in our test scripture, he said he will open to you the treasures of darkness. Those treasures have been opened in Christ. You know that scripture was given to the book, the people in the Old Testament. Jesus had not come. But now in the, in the, in the New Testament, you already have access to those things. You already have access to them. God is waiting for you to wake up. So when you start up your business, I'm going to run through this very quickly because of our time. Praise the Lord. Please, are we getting blessed? You know, I talked about the need to walk because faith without works is dead. I have found out that there are many artisans that can't keep jobs. There are some people that I cannot patronize by the grace of God. I can't patronize them. They are Christians and they have handwork, but I can't patronize them. You know why? Because they lack integrity. You must be people of integrity. See, there are things that pay off. It may look like, you see, cut, you see when people cut corners, they think they are shortchanging the other person. They don't, they don't they are shortchanging themselves. Because the one who rewards, the Bible says, all things are naked before God. I is watching you. I gave somebody money to get me a furniture. And he got that furniture. Somehow, it was um, during the COVID. So we didn't sit on it. He was just there. Then when church resumed, the first time I was to sit on that furniture, bed bug came out of it. Somebody else said, bed bug came out of it. I called him. I said, what happened? He said, I said, take it out. There's no need to ask. The truth is, if he had used... I'm sure he had used foam of another furniture. Maybe foam that had been abandoned somewhere. Infested with bed bug. I used it to prepare one for me. So every time this guy comes and he's looking for money. He's always looking for money. Why don't people patronize you? There's no integrity. There's no integrity. Brethren, in your business, be a people of integrity. There are people who are just concerned about what to eat today. Integrity can be defined by so many people in so many ways. You can say you bought, a, you bought something for, for, for 1,000 naira. You want to sell it for 1,500. If you want to sell it for 1,500, sell it for 1,500. If for any reason there's compassion in your heart, 
For some people, you see, you feel that they can't afford it. You want to sell, reduce it. But there are people that once they see you are driving a car, they just see your car like this. How much? It's 2000 Why? <laughs> Praise the Lord. People do it to me and I say, why are you doing that? How much is it sold for? You know that it's because you saw that car. You know, say it's 2000 we are selling. No? In fact, do you know what's going on with this cash crunch? Somebody told me that there's a man that buys Akara balls from a woman all the time. And he went there to buy Akara 300 naira. I needed 200 naira for transport. He was going to transfer 300 and said to the woman, Madam, please, let me just transfer 500 and collect 200. The woman said, No. She said, If you want to collect POS, she's not a POS person, no. If you want to collect money, you bring 6,005. I mean, you pay 65, I'll give you 5,000. Do we understand? If it's me, she won't sell again. If people think the way I think, See, that's not wisdom. That's wickedness. You are God's children. The Bible says you are the light of the world. You have, to, you have to be distinct. You have to be different where you are in your place of business. Stop cheating people in the name of... Um, they are not... Uh, they, they wouldn't know. I have sold recharge cards several years ago. The person that supplied me recharge card gave me 1,005 recharge cards. Two. They were glued together. And he calculated it as one. And wrote one five there. So when I came, opened it up, I saw it was two. So I needed to pay him a thousand for whatever the amount it was at that time. Guess what, brethren? The house, uh, the salesperson in my shop was careless. Somebody came and picked the bag of all the recharge cards. I was looking for money to even do all that thing. Now I had to pay for recharge card. Then pay for the one they didn't even know was there. When I paid. A rich woman's husband said to me, Abi, you have money, Abi. God just dashed you something and you say that uh, you want to return it. It was not meant for me. Listen, when you are a person of integrity in your business, you will go far. One of the reasons people are not going far, making progress, that they, they are not people of integrity. Whether you are an artist and you are called to work in a house or you are doing something for people, why cheat them? You know, you've heard people who say, tailors don't go to, I won't go to heaven. Why would you keep people's fabric as a tailor? If it's remaining, return it. What about mechanics? That will tell you something is bad. Listen, I'm talking to believers. And people think this is not matter. It matters though. They won't go far. Listen, I've said that success is not that they have money. If you are close to some very rich people who do not have Christ, you will know that they are just living miserable lives. There are many people abroad who have had so much that they commit suicide. Why? There's no life outside Jesus. The unfortunate thing is that you will not see the Christians who are proclaiming. You know, some, some markets on Thursday, they will be doing fellowship. After fellowship, you will come there. The next thing is to rip you off. Why? Listen, if you want to sell, God is watching. God is mindful. You want, see, their success will come by grace. Grace is not a license to sin, no. The Bible says, shall you continue in sin that grace may abound? Should we continue in seeing that grace may abound? There's a grace that takes a man from where he is to the top. There's a grace that transports a man. You want that grace to locate you, you must be a person of integrity. If you sew clothes, eh, and you're a tailor, and fabric is remaining, it's not for you, return it. If they tell you to keep it, you can keep it. Return it, it's not your own. You know, there are people that do some businesses, they say, go and buy things for me. 
and you have change. You say, it's my own. Who gave you? Praise the Lord. Then again, you have to be diligent at your work. There are people who have businesses. Sometimes I will see people who are selling. And every day I see them. One day I say, let me go and buy from there. They will open shop that day. So I we open twice a week. They will open. What are you doing? I'm resting. Those ones don't go far. Please be diligent at your work. Whether you feel like it or not, remain there. Make your prophecies. But you have to be there. Your business needs to be there. People we know. Some people, it will take them time then before they will get used to coming to you. Do we understand? Praise the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs 13 verse 4, it said, the soul of the sluggard desired and had nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. About diligence again, 22 verse 29 says, See thou a man diligence in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not, he shall not stand before me men. Praise the Lord. I knew when I lost my first husband that I needed to go to law school. I, okay, I had not gone to law school at that time, so I went to law school afterwards. I knew I needed to do law school. It was very difficult for me. Three children to cater for, bills to pay. I said I would do it. I pushed myself. Some of the people would just sit back. They are not going to do it. I said I would do it. When I went there, each time I felt very tired. I saw a baba that was 70 years. I said, ah, this baba is going. Me, I will go too now. Why would I go? I pushed myself because I knew I was going somewhere. Praise the Lord. Whatever it is you are pursuing, push yourself. Add value to what you are doing. Be diligent at that. And you see prosperity coming your way. Praise the Lord. Now, you need to also be excellent in your delivery of service. There are people who deliver things anyhow. Eh? Be excellent. The Bible says, He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. God is an excellent God. The spirit of God in you is the spirit of excellence. If you are a teller, some tellers can so well. And they refuse to go and learn. You are not helping yourself. Eh? Because the competition out there is very, very high. Go and improve on your work so that you can deliver excellently. Ask questions. Go for more trainings. Praise the Lord. This is a see, God is not set. God did not make mediocres of us. We are not mediocre. So stop asking God to bless mediocrity. You are not good at what you do. You are saying, God bless me. Be, there are business people that can never come to certain people. Because of mediocrity, you do it anyhow. If I you that you are seated there, there are places you cannot eat. No matter how hungry you are. If somebody set up a restaurant in a place that is dirty, you go there, you see all the kind of dirt. Or you see somebody who is selling food. They will not use their hand and blow their nose. And do like this. I want to give you a cara. Will you eat it? Praise the Lord. Be excellent at what you do. Then I'll stop here. Let me talk about excellence and how you appear. The way you appear. The way people see you is the way they will address you. Sisters, brothers, dress well, always. Never dress anyhow. We're not talking about dress expensively. Dress well. When you're coming to church, dress well. You're going to your business, dress well. There's a blessing in it. You know you are, you are, you are in the class of God. Eh? When you dress well with that kind of mentality, it will, it's going to attract certain people to your business. It doesn't matter what you sell. Just dress well. Don't say that's how the business is. You will distinguish yourself because you are the light of the world. So when you are offering excellent services, you are a person of integrity, you are excellent in what in your dressing, you are excellent in your delivery, 
and you are also very you, uh, uh, you are also diligent there's no way success will not come to you success is already inside of you the question is are you ready to take it success your success is not going to be measured at the end of your life you are an associate of the god kind when you are excellent in your delivery you are excellent in your dressing you are excellent in the way you speak there are some people their words the way they talk to people in business i don't patronize them more. if i patronize you once and i do it twice and I say that that's the way you are. I won't go to you. Because nobody likes nonsense. Why do we make excuses for some of these things? I understand. You see, when people make excuses for nonsense, it creates a lot of problems. I understand that the boss that got involved in the accident with the train um, accident the other day, that guy had been a reckless driver. Some people may not have reported him because they don't want him to lose his job. Now, people have lost their lives. One of my colleagues died there. People have lost their lives. Because of a carelessness that people sentimentally say, let us just leave him. Let us leave him is not going to solve a lot of problems. So people not telling you the truth is not going to solve a lot of problems. And praise the Lord, please, if you are a beautician here, you, are, you, are a, you make hair for people, make sure you use roll-on. There are people who make hair for people, they don't use roll-on. You want to prosper, you want to be successful, and your armpit is smelly. You know when you not cover your, you are talking, for women, use roll-on. Take care of your bodies. It's part of the excellence. Praise the Lord. And you know, <laughs> praise the Lord. Now, this is just part of it. You are, you, people come to your salon and you are washing their hair. You know when you are washing their hair, your hands will be over. And you, are, and you want them to be inhaling. The, this is not nice now. Eh? You are not walking in love if you do that. Praise the Lord. We're saying the truth. It's not a call for any person to be disorderly. This is still the house of God. Alright? We want to make a difference in our world. Success is already in you. And it's all around you. What you do with it is dependent on you. Praise the Lord. I want us to rise up to our feet. And just bless the Lord for what you have heard this morning. A woman of God, a woman, I'm sorry, a lady in my office said to me, she has been working for a security company. She wants to resign. I said, resign to do what? She said she wants to open a shop, a store, to start selling food stuff. And I asked her, do you know that business is about people? How many of you are in business here? You are, in business, you are a business person. You know that if you have 10 clients, it determines how much you have. Now, if you have 100 clients, the difference in your business, I'm sure in your line of business, there are other people, like for me, a lawyer, you know, there are other lawyers who have made much money. You know, why they have made more than I have made, and why I have made more than some people, is dependent on the quality of people that have come to me and their number. Do you understand? There are people, there are businesses that have to do with turnover. If you sell products like clothes and shoes, turnover matters. You cannot come, if somebody sells one a week, the person who says 100 per day is going to be different financially from that person. So who are the people buying those products? People. Are, who, are the, who, are, who buys your products? People. So you cannot care less about people. I told her, I said, you work in an organization that has, you have worked in this place for four years. You have met a lot of people. You don't have a single idea what you can sell to them. You want to go and open shop where they don't know you. This is where the Holy Ghost will not come in to give you strategy.
the strategy of the spirit. The Holy Ghost is your advantage. The Holy Ghost is your advantage. He can show you what to do. If you don't know how to listen, there are many things you will miss out on. When God told me so many years ago, he said to me, gas, gas 12.5 kg was 800 naira. The Holy Ghost told me, go and buy gas. He said, buy 2,000 cylinders and store it. It's going to become expensive. Because I always believed there must be something that the Holy Ghost can show us to do. We cannot be struggling like the rest of the world. I got up and I said, where will I find 2,000 cylinders? Where will I store them? What if they explode? All the questions on my mind. And that was how I didn't pursue. A month later, exactly, gas became, um, I'm not sure how much it became, but eventually it became 3,200. And I was using calculator to calculate my profits that I would have made. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Only for me, a few months later, I realized that my, my, my children's family, they have an uncle who had a gas plant. And that gas plant was under lock and key for many years. He lost interest. If I had approached that man, that would have been the person that would have used his cylinders and his thought to have kept the gas. But because I didn't probe, I didn't ask for that question, I didn't take any step. I just shut down the Holy Ghost. It was impossible. Do not shut down the voice of the Spirit of God in your life. I want you to lift your voice and just pray in other tongues that the Holy Ghost will reposition you. Repositioning for that greatness to become manifest. For success to become manifest. It doesn't matter where you are. God is your source. It doesn't matter the family you came from. You have been brought into the family of God. The blessings of Abraham are yours. Brethren, I always tell people, close your eyes when you pray because God can show you things. Father, we give you the glory. Holy Spirit, we worship you. 